You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. We're up to episode three already. Time is flying. To my left, I have Brian Nisbet. Brian, how are you? Uh, very well, Tyler. How are you today? I'm going quite nicely, mate. Uh, to my right, I have Ash Williamson. Uh, welcome back to the studio, mate. Thanks, Tyler, and uh, thanks, listeners. It's great to be back here. And our special guest today, all the way from uh, East Shepparton, is Daniel Nichols. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hi, Tyler. Welcome, everyone. Now, Brian, uh, it's been another big week in uh, Golden Valley Bowls. What do you have for us today? Yes, well, I witnessed some excellent bowling and so did everyone who was out there at East Shepparton last Sunday on their fantastic undercover carpet um, with their surrounds, beautiful um, facility it is. Uh, the event was the GV State Singles for Men. After some epic quarterfinals and semi-finals, a red-hot David Dawes met fellow Shep club mate in a John Stokes in the final, and after 31 ends... Uh, after being down, I don't know what margin he was down, I didn't actually 18-6. see the game. 18-6. And 19-8. And 19-8. John Stokes fought back valiantly to win 25-24 over 31 gruelling ends. I believe he picked up four in the last end in a superb performance of bowls. Um, congratulations to John, who's tasted success prior to this. He's been champion of champions. Um, Daniel will probably have be able to tell us what he's won, what he hasn't won. Oh, that's one little thing I didn't um, have time to check out. It'd probably be in the latest club book, which I incidentally have picked up a copy since. He, I know he, um, Dorsey uh, gave away a four on the third last end, which uh, brought Stokesy to 24-23. And then Dorsey got a one on the second last end to make it 24-all. It's a, it's a huge comeback, and certainly uh, Stokesy's resume would be, be up there with you know, a lot of the great bowlers that have bowled in the Golden Valley over the years. Champion of Champions, I believe, GV singles, a multitude of other events in pairs and triples, and those sorts of things. As as Dorsey as well, so you'd expect a high quality contest between two bowlers of that calibre for and, sure. And uh, the after the Jack panel is one for one in picking the winners of the. Uh, the singles competitions uh, after a member of the panel did tip Stokesy. I wonder who that was. And uh, <laughs> I spoke to him today, actually. He uh, he said when he got to um, 19.8, I think it was, he said, you know, I've just got to get to double figures here. And, and he won a couple of ends in a row and, and got the mat back and, and went short. Uh, he said he, you know, it can be a bit imposing, the big nine rinker. He's, he thought, I'll just bring it back as close as possible and see what happens, and yeah, he got there in the end, he, he said he, because um, he lost to Ori a, a couple of years ago as well in the in the final, and he thought, yeah, here we go again, but uh, got over the line. He's a great rhythm bowler, I think, and um, obviously when he was 19-8 down, he, you know, he spoke to you about trying to shorten it up, and you know, he's one of those great draw bowlers, once he gets in a rhythm, he can string the ends together very well, and you know, beautiful draw bowler, and, and obviously that was the case on, on Sunday. N- not to say Dorsey isn't a great draw bowler as well, but um, they, they'd know each other's games inside out and um, put on a great show for sure. Yeah, you don't get much better when you've got 25-24 in the final. <laughs> no, no, the other guys that were out there had played in the quarters and semis all bowled. Robbie George bowled particularly well against Daniel. Daniel reckoned he was... Wasn't in the zone, but um, Robbie George, he played and he got right up. He got the twenty one, didn't he, against Stokes? He Robbie twenty five, twenty two, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, yep. And he's another great draw bowler as well. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you wanted to, wanted a lesson out there on Sunday, you certainly would have got it in the in the quarter semis and finals yeah. of our state singles. And Robbie walked off the green before that game was over. He might have been one in front of Daniel. Might have been eighteen seventeen. He said. Geez, I could play on this surface every week. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, it's Daniel probably can speak a little bit more about how the how the new surface is running out at East Shepparton, but um, it's certainly a great um, place to play state events, and no doubt there'll be lots more out there in the future. Just with the um, the overall environment and the bit of the amphitheatre there, it creates a good vibe to play those big events, and hopefully in due course we can get some crowds out there and get some people able to watch and spectate and cheer on. And I, and I think the uh, carpet, the pace of it's uh, going to speed up in mm. the next probably two or three weeks. I believe Tiger Turf is going to come down and 
stretch it that little bit more, which uh, will increase the draw line. So the draw line's still only that 14, 14 second draw line, uh, unless you're playing on the outside rinks, and then it's sped up to about 14 and a half, 15. Yeah. Uh, but if we can get it to 15 seconds, uh, that'll be really, really ideal. Has that been a, a, a product of obviously COVID nineteen? Uh, I think uh, Shep Parks is due for a stretch as well, but yeah, the team hasn't been able to get down here. Mm, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's uh, now it's an excellent day's bowls. Um, I thought I'd better get home and um, do a bit of work on the garden. Can't spend a whole day at bowls, but the people that uh, stayed obviously um, were rewarded with a fantastic final. Well done again, Stokesy and. Dorsey put up a great performance as uh, runner-up. Saturday pennant, highlights round two. Tally Groupner redeemed themselves in Division 1 at home with morale boosting 55 shots whitewash over last year's runner-up Shep Park. Ryan and Robbo had big wins. And, of course, it was 18-zip in the points allocation. No other surprises in the division, but... Brett Briner's rink was an encouraging win, one for East in um, their 22-shot loss to golf, the mean machine. Uh, two to 16 there, two points to East for the one rink win. Uh, Tony Kingmer flew the flag for Yarrow in a big rink win in a total loss by 14 shots. I thought um, Tat Hilltop would win that by about 40. So a good effort to Tony, who's a fine, fine bowler. And a good effort by your roll all round, even though they only picked up the uh, two points. Kai opened their account with victory by 17 shots against near neighbour Stanhope, with Robbie George and Dane Gade, their best rinks. While Shane Walsh maintained his good start the season for good win over Greg Schilling, who accounted for uh, Paul Nichols. Was it Paul? No, Paul, Paul Warren, Warren in the first round. So it's Kai 15 3, 15 points to 3. In Division 2, you haven't got Division 2 there, have you, Daniel? No, no definitely not. Money joking, mate. <laughs> Division 2, Rushworth, for successive weeks, won 3 out of 4 rinks, but went down to Marupna, who owed their success lower to Bruce Anselmi's huge win. Nine shots was the overall margin and then 12 points to six result for Marupna. Ashley Williamson was the only rink winner for Park. Well done, Ashley. Earned himself a promotion too. Yeah, he got promoted to third. Well done. He's in. He's uh, third this week in Division 1. Uh, I think with Rabbit, isn't it? Yeah, yep. So uh, looking forward to the opportunity. We'll touch on that a bit more later. No worries. Well done. Um, Park went down by 38 shots to Tad Hilltop. Um, Paul Newman's rink was superb with a 35-shot margin for Hilltop, for uh, t- Tell the Hilltop. Well, that was Ray Salwood, actually. Ray Salwood and Bart Newman won on another rink. Was that incorrect in the... Yeah, it must have been, yeah. So um, Ray Salwood beat Vince Page 44-9, I think it was. I believe yeah, that okay. was the score, yep. Yep. So was that a misprint in the paper? Oh, or on the website, it's uh, it's right in the match report if you read that, Brian, because uh, I certainly touched on it, but uh, I'm not sure about the result. Righto. Um, well, Paul Newman didn't win. <laughs> well, he so, won his rink, but just uh, not yeah. with that bigger margin. Correction. I'll take <laughs> responsibility for it. Well done to um, Mr. Selwood then on his big win. Uh, East were no match for Shep Golf losing. 4-14 by 39 shots. Uh, Servi, Gino and Houston Allen, one for East, and Papa Gribble won his rink by 36 shots for golf, which was uh, very decisive in the overall result. Nagami, my old team, won two rinks in a 13-shot loss to Kai Abram. Good to see Angel Mannequin. Ashley mentioned her last week. She's a fine bowler. And Robert Page saluted whilst... Denham and the pant for Des Campbell won for Kai Abram. So Kai picked up 14 points and the Gamby four. Division three saw a massive score. I believe it's the highest score I've seen in the Goulburn Valley Bowls Association and now Goulburn Valley Bowls Division. Uh, a score of 148 by Seymour against Tally. 
Garupna, who had defeated Shepparton Park by 55 shots a week before. So that is a 148-shot turnaround for Tally in one match. Might be the highest score, but I reckon Shep Golf won by 102 about Yeah, seven but or eight I, years I, ago. I believe yeah. it's a high score. It's an incredible result in a complete obliteration it just goes of, to my, of my fancy Tally team. Well, I, I thought Tally would be the favourite. To win Division Three, yeah, well, I, I, I do. I do think, though, obviously Seymour coming back from Division Two, um, that's their top side, and on their home rink, I think they'll catch a lot of sides out there this year. Um, their new synthetic green's been relayed, so it's a totally new surface, and a yep. lot of teams won't have any exposure to it until basically they rock up on the day to play them. So. The margin's definitely a surprise, given that Tally had won huge the week before. So it just goes to show that a week's a long time in bowls, isn't it? Really, I think again. Max and the uh, the two rods are in pretty good form across midweek yeah. and weekend. Yeah, for they Samuel. are. Yeah, two rinks, one by twenty nine, one by twenty one, and one by sixteen. Dookie recorded a good win at home against Tad Hilltop and an upset result. Uh, I thought Hilltop would win that. Must admit. Uh, pretty good greens at Dookie. They wouldn't be able to blame the greens. Marupna Golf by two in a tight encounter against Shepparton Park. However, Park, for all their efforts, only got two points. So, and whilst uh, Marupna Golf got 16. Shep Golf by 28 over Marupna, uh, 16 points to two was predicted. Division four, Shep Park by 31. Avenal by 10. Kai by 26. East Line by four, Tad Hilltop by 24 and Merrigan by one over East Pink. Tat and Kai are the only two unbeaten teams in Division 4. Division 5, Tally, Kai, Marupna Golf and Tat, Hilltop Red, all had big wins over their opponents. Tally and Hilltop both unbeaten after two rounds. That'd be Hilltop Red. Uh, Division 6. Avalon, the Gamby and Rushy all saluted as underdogs. My selection, zero out of three. <laughs> Avalon on top. You were pretty confident with your Div 6 tips last week. No, that was uh, a midweek. You said I'd, <laughs> no, you're pretty strong on the midweek tips. <laughs> I should know more about the Saturday. Uh, right, Aidan. Midweek results. Round three. Uh, where are we? Midweek. Well, oh, I know it is, mate. A <laughs> couple of surprises again this week. Shep Park, um, they went down, didn't they, over at Seymour? Um, by you know, they had one winning rink, so they've they've sort of they've been a bit of a mixed bag so far this year. And um, Hilltop bounced back as well. So in the ones, in the ones, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll kick off with the ones. Uh, Shep Golf. 66, lost to Tad Hilltop, 72 on the match of the day at golf. Yep. Seymour defeated Shepard and Tan by seven. Down there, I predicted that game. Mm-hmm. Rushworth lost to Kai. I went for Rushworth. Well, I thought at home on that green, they got Gene Sprague's a pretty good skip. Barb Garvey's won more than she's lost at home. Well, she was the only winner, Barb, so they went down Yeah, after I, got beaten. After I pumped Jean up last week, you she, uh, she did up. go down this week. And I said Barb, was, Barb um, needed a stronger side. Well, they must have fired up on Saturday or Barb bowled well. Marupna Golf, 74, defeated Park Gold, 67. A good, re- a good surpri- performance by Gold. They're, they're the surprise packet, though, Marupna Golf they're at the right. moment. Roaring along quite nicely. Park yeah. Gold. No, uh, Maroon Maroon Gold. Gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Park Gold was a good effort. Yeah. Um, I picked them to win against Rushy the week before. So they're in the four, Park Gold, I think. No, they may not be. Uh, the four, I've got it here. Maroopna Golf, 45. Seymour, 31. Tatton, Kaya, 28. Then it must be um, the scores in the Shep News, mate. I don't want to... But they were from round one. A lot of those scores, and Ooh. they didn't have men on the, didn't have them in. But I've got into the web, and they're all on there now. So I'll have to have a look, mate. I'm so not having a shot at you, but so so no Shep Golf and no Shep Park in the four at no, the moment. No. That's that. There's a, there's surprising. the surprise there. Yeah, big surprise. In Division Two, Hilltop Blue lost to Avonal by eleven. Kai lost to East Shep by thirteen. Tad Hilltop Red. That was Hilltop Blue, the first one. Tad Hilltop Red, 82, defeated Seymour, 52. 
I thought Seymour might have performed a bit better in that game. And the match of the day, Yarrow 69, lost to Shep Golf by 72, by three shots. Uh, that's um, Yarrow's number one team. Mm. It's good and to the, see um, Tatton Hilltop using their uh, club colours uh, to separate their teams. Yep. Unlike East Shepparton with their pink and lime. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Yeah, I don't know where they got that from. Uh, ladder, East 46, Shep Golf 42, Avenal and Yarrow. That's the four there. Uh, Division 3, we had Marupna Golf defeat Marupna. That was a match of the day. And they got up 71 to 63, eight shots. Shep Golf went down by three to Stanhope. Shep Park defeated Kai by 22 shots. And East Shep lost to Yaroa by one shot. The four there is Park 43, Marupna 35, Stanhope 29, Marupna Golf 28. In Division 4, East Green defeated Shep Park Plum by six shots. Now, Gamby in the match of the day, would you believe? Didn't know Robbie Page had retired, but <laughs> 103 defeated Merrigan 47. Yeah, high scoring. Wouldn't be a bad rink in Division 1. Mannequin and then Robert Page yeah. played third. Uh, I can't see anyone getting... If Robert Page plays the rest of the year, they'll have to put Division 1 blokes down there to beat the Gamby because... <laughs> They're going to annihilate everybody. Well, hundreds good going with three rinks. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> but they're that's, rink, a, that's they're, an average of thirty-three. They're a hundred and something shots up already after three yeah. games. Yeah, hundred and twenty or thirty shots. Murchison defeated Park Rose by twenty-one. Tad Hilltop defeated East Blue by thirteen. And Nagambi are on top on forty-four, and Murchison also on forty-four. Oh, I don't know when those clash, but I hope you're playing, Pagey. <laughs> and Division 5, Avenal lost to Dookie by 22. Yaroa defeated Colbo by 15. Seymour lost to Kai by 6. And Katandra West lost to Rushworth by 5. And the four there, well, the top two are Dookie from Avenal. And they played each other at the weekend. Avenal still retained second spot. There we are, all up to date with all the results and very, the, very comprehensive. Oh, very comprehensive. Then we'll get on to the previews after we speak to Daniel, our, our learned guest. Sounds good, Brian. Our Before we do that, guest. we better uh, thank our wonderful sponsors, the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at one hundred and one Fry Street, Shepherdon, or phone five eight two one. One double five six. All right, Brian, have you got your bits of paper sorted? We're right to go. <laughs> go for it, mate. Daniel Nichols. <laughs> you can talk. <laughs> you would have been very optimistic about East Shepparton's chances in the top division this season, but the other contenders have seemingly left you behind, despite recruiting new coach Brett Reiners and top skip Jeff Beattie from Machuca. Oh, I still am optimistic, Brian. Um, the competition's really good this year in Division 1. It's probably the best it's ever been, I reckon. Um, and I can see why all these people are coming into play in the Golden Valley. Uh, so, yeah, we got off to a slow start, 0-2. and two, But, uh, yeah, we've got, definitely got plenty of rounds ahead of us. And, yeah, we'll be right. However, the biggest shockwave of the season was Jeff France having a season off. Uh as he was the pulse of the club and your best skipper. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's true. Uh, big shock. Like, everyone's kind of still in shock, to be honest. Uh, Friends, he helped, uh, he helped me out a lot, actually, over the last two years. He was my assistant and um, he had great ideas and he's got a yeah, wealth of knowledge around bowls. Uh, and, of course, he's a great skipper. So, uh, yeah, we're missing him a lot at the moment. So, um, hopefully, he's listening to this and he gets off his chair and <laughs> puts a few bowls down for us. It'd be great. Well, you're zipping two, heading towards zipping three, I believe, with a visit to the, Come on. the Merge Tad Hilltop this weekend. Now we got them. You see how well Brian's <laughs> tips have gone, Daniel? I wouldn't it will be a supreme to... effort to get into the finals <laughs> action after being 0-3. Yeah. No, no, I still think we'll slip into the four. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you are right, though. Losing that first game to Stanhope has put us behind the ball. Um, and, yeah, we've got uh, Tatura Hilltop this week, uh, Shep Park, and then we've also got Tally. So quite 
quite a hard run for us. But uh, I'm feeling confident against Tally, yeah, this week. Well, that's a good attitude to have. Yeah, very confident. Good on you. On a personal level, a disappointing start yourself as skipper, even though you've got three other guys first, second and third. (laughs) However, from the grand final (laughs) two years back, you've lost your whole rink, and it was an impressive rink and a great performance against uh, Brad Orr, who's known as the best bowler, and he had a pretty strong rink too. You had Bailey, Lease, Connor and Macatruan and yourself. A rink you nurtured as club coach and had them playing top bowls in the grand final. Mm. Also, as the reigning champion and champion of singles, you would have been disappointed with your performance in the quarterfinals last week in the state singles on your home green. Um, but you went out, as I've mentioned before, to a very consistent Robbie George who, who loves playing on carpet as much as anyone. Uh, we'll start off with the pennant question first. Uh, yeah, no doubt. That rink that we had in the grand final two years ago was really good. Uh, Connor had an awesome year that year. He was runners-up in the champion of champions. He was a club champion. He probably played yeah, 13 or 14 games that year, and Connor probably played 10 awesome games. He carried the rink a lot. Uh, young Bailey was in it. Mac was leading. He was much better than a leader, but he got us off, got us off to a great start. So that was a good year. We made the finals. It was awesome. Things have changed this year. Uh, we're slowly adapting to who we've got in our Division One side. Um, as you, as everyone's probably aware, we had a lot of youth and a bit of hoo-ha, and we all feed. We, we fed off that. It was good, uh, but we don't quite have that youth anymore. So we are changing things around a little bit. Um, Can you talk a little bit about? Obviously, you were the coach the last couple of years, and yep. what uh, what role you've moved into now obviously with your work side um you know you're not able to commit to the bowls coaching stuff but obviously the work stuff's very exciting big passion of yours um and then what um how has Brett been different and similar as a club coach and how much has he sort of leaned on you for that knowledge of who we've already got and that sort of thing and how have you worked together with him as as the new coach of the club yeah I definitely had to step down because uh, East Shepparton's quite a big club um if you're yeah, if you're signed up as a coach, you've got to uh, treat all members equal. You've got to be there for them at all times. Uh, and I just didn't have the time anymore uh, with work. Uh, so I'm really happy that I've stepped down. I'm even happy that we've got someone like Brent to take over my role. Mm. I get along really well with Brent. But what Brent can bring into the club that I couldn't was uh, he's been a part of Premier, Division One premierships before. Mm. He's played Premier League. He's played state bowls. Um, and he has a bit more fight in him to win than what I did. I was a little bit more like everyone just be happy and it is what it is. But uh, Brent's really bought – he's trying to bring in this culture of, um, yeah, win, win, win. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's really good and I'm really pleased the, the board um, put him on as a coach this year and it gives me a little bit more time to sort of uh, concentrate on my bowls without all the pressure and things going on in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, and and you obviously mentioned too, like it's um it's probably the strongest you've seen the Division One club. So having someone like Brent come in with that mindset is going to be really beneficial to you know keeping that competitive edge and and really wanting to compete with the golfs and the Tat Hill tops yeah. and the tallies and the rest of those ones that have sort of got that similar mindset as well. Yeah, no, that's correct. Um, Shepherd and Golf are they're winners, you know, like. Uh, some people like some teams are better bowlers, but Shepherd and Golf, when it comes to those last ends, they know how to win. Uh, and I don't, I don't think Eshep's really had that. Uh, so I think it's really good that we've got a few more bowlers in our side that have had that experience. And hopefully, in years to come, uh, we can get even more people that have had that winning experience. Yeah. Um, and as for the singles with the Rob George Brian, um, <laughs> yeah, that question I can't even remember what you said now, but. You did say you were disappointed. I was disappointed. Yeah, I, I expected yeah. you to win. I would have had uh, money on you, but um, yeah, I, I reckon it would have been even odds. Yeah, one one dollar ninety each probably. Yeah. But Robbie George is a fine bowler. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, it was a really good game. Uh, like you said, yeah, I think it was twenty two all. Um, I think Rob George had a little bit more bowls in the head on the shorter ends. Uh, I didn't quite convert as much as what I wanted to, and uh, on the longer ends we were a little bit even. Um, but yeah, now Rob George definitely out bowled me. Um, but it was a really good game, yeah. yeah. It certainly was, no doubt about that. Um, the average age of that rink would that you had then with um, Bailey and Connor and Macca mm. was twenty one, and there's yeah, been okay. there'd be nowhere no rink near that in the Goulburn Valley that's played Division One before. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't think of one. Well, I mean, I guess if they played in the same rink at Shep Golf with maybe 
Brad or someone like that, it might be low, but yeah, you never c- wouldn't get that low because B- Bailey was only 15, wasn't he? Yeah, 14. 14, you yep. were 31. 31, 14, 19, and 20. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. 21, 20 point something. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, which is uh, great <laughs> for bowls because it's called an old man's game, but there's a lot of youth up here now, and it's great. We lose some of these younger players, which is disappointing, but um, nevertheless. Um, Daniel, how f- we touched on this last program. How close were you to playing at Shepparton Park? How close? Uh, I was pretty much there. I, I, I was there, I think. Uh, I didn't sign anything, but I was really looking forward to learning how to coach from my dad, um, being at Shepparton Park. Uh, yeah, I was pretty much there. And then, well, people probably already know this, but East Shep, every day they were hounding me. Um, they were they were coming to my work. They were calling me, mm. and uh, I never even thought about East Shepparton because um, the only reason I wanted to go to East Shep previously was because of Ray Henderson. And uh, if I was to live in Shepparton, uh, yeah. And then it ended up happening. They just kept hounding me, and they were quite persistent. And uh, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe I was a coach. I always yeah uh, thought I'd just be a bowler and be an assistant. I didn't think I had it in me, but uh, yeah, they gave me that opportunity, and I'm so glad I took it. Yeah, and certainly, um, you know, life's all about opportunities, and when opportunity knocks, you know, you, you either you go, you walk through the door and take it, or you know, you take a step back. And certainly, I don't think anyone could begrudge but, someone at Daniel's oh, no, age no. who's as passionate. Never, yeah, I could have never done that position if it wasn't for the East Shepherd and board, and even the members yeah. supporting me because the members were so good to me. At first year, I was there on the board. Um, I had all my information from my father uh, and Jeff Franz as well. So mm. if it wasn't for Franzi, my dad, and all the ESHEP members, yeah, I would have definitely struggled. It would have been really yeah. hard. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, obviously, you mentioned the late Ray Henderson, who was a great ESHEP in person, and a lot of the, the things that have been built over there, the infrastructure, the, the culture and the vibe of that place is on the back of people like Ray Henderson and, and Jeff Franz and that. So, I mean, that obviously would have been a big factor in your decision as well to want to sort of honour Ray and, and do the right mm. thing by him and, and really make him proud yep. of him because, you know, it, it's been his club for a long – or was his club for a long time and that, yep. that would have been a big special part of it as well. Definitely. Yeah, oh, Ray was instrumental in getting the nickels to the club in the first place and, and you know, it was a pleasure. I played with them all in the one rink, which I'll, I'll value that. Yes. Uh, there was a reason for that, wasn't it, Daniel? Yep. We'd had a bit of a run-in with some of the <laughs> opposition before, so they they put me in with all the nickels, and I I think it worked out pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, it's all right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> not like you, be having run-ins no, as a problem? No, no, not me. It's such a mellow... You're a gentle giant, bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rhiners, um, Rhiners or Rainers, what is it, Rhiners? I think it is Rhiner, but everyone just calls them Rainer. Yeah. Rainer and Beatty have both been impressive, Daniel, mm. but the word is... They need more support from their front halves if they are to beat the best opposition skips. Yeah, well, we haven't even seen the best of them. Those two are great bowlers, uh, awesome mm. skippers. Uh, and, look, even, like, all the the good teams, like, we, we keep talking about Shepherd and Golf, but they, those skippers are awesome because they've always got mm. holes in the head as well so they can play those shots. Uh, so I believe if our front end at East Shepherd and um, give us more bowls in the head. We have four really good skippers. Um, we can play those conversions and, and get the big wins on the board. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Brent and Jeff can bring to the club. I've already seen a little glimpse of it, and I'm pretty excited. And it, as, as Daniel said, it's exciting for the competition to have these new people that, you know, I must have been, I hadn't heard of their names before, but you do a bit of research about them when you hear they're coming to the club and you look at what they've achieved and that sort of thing. And it's a great endorsement for our competition that we can attract these sorts of players to our clubs within the competition, whether it's East Shepparton or Tatura Hilltop or Tally. And, you know, it just builds the overall strength of the competition. And, you know, to have sort of three or four or five sides that we're talking about in that premiership mix this year, it's only a positive for the competition well, going forward. Every single club has recruited a player. Like, every yeah. single club in Division 1 has picked up a player. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I agree with you. I think the, the standards definitely um, moved up a notch this year. Now, as the publicity office for the Golden Valley Bowls Division, you've done a great job at keeping everyone informed on the Golden Valley Bowls Division Facebook page, formerly um, it was a website created by Daniel called Everything Bowls on a Facebook page. Yep. And 
and he was also the inventor of the super coach lawn bowls, which I had people from Bowls Victoria ask <laughs> me about. It attracted a lot of interest from yep. around the state, yep. and uh, it's a very time-consuming. I was going to have a crack this year, but um, because I, you know, I was working five days a week, and I didn't. I said to Todd, I just won't have the time. I know the time Daniel spent on it, yeah, and to be able to, but hopefully we can get it up and running next year. Yeah, look, I'm when I'm retired. <laughs> I'm terrible at journalism, and look, I failed English in year eight and nine, so like I'm terrible at it. But I think I, I think it was actually Mark McGowan that inspired me because uh, everyone used to always talk about him and how good the coverage was of Bowls and the Shep News. And then mm. uh, when he left, it sort of went off a little bit, and uh, yeah, I just sort of just stood up and had these little ideas, and I thought, well, why can't I do it with the technology we have these days? I could, you know, uh, get it out there. Yeah. So I did, uh, and then it just kept every year. It kept growing. Um, and before you know it, um, yeah, we have heaps of followers on there. Uh, the live stream's going really good. Um, but now it's sort of got to the stage where, yeah, a little bit more family time, a little bit me, me time. Mm. Um, so I have cut back hours, of course, um, in the Golden Valley, but we've also got Naomi Cartwright to uh, we've incorporated Naomi to do the midweek, uh, yep. which uh, gives me a little bit of a rest as well. And um, when the Golden Valley merges into that central Golden Murray, um, that could even be the year where I sort of step back and give someone else an opportunity. Um, hopefully we, we can upgrade our, our battery with the live streams <laughs> and um, we can stream most events without it uh, going dead. Yeah, I think that's where Brian was confused because the, <laughs> the four was the last end that was, uh, that was actually on the stream, I think, uh, and then yeah. it, uh, it did go down. But no, I, I think everything bowls and... What you've done with that sort of stuff is is really great, and you know you don't see many bowls divisions across the state that that have the kind of coverage that um, the GV does internally, uh, which then in turn flows through to us because you know that that became a bible for us. Um, you know, trying to keep track of all the state events and all the results, and you know who to call when and and when to you uh you know make sure we're on the ball. So I think it's a really great effort, and um, it certainly has to. Someone has to certainly step up uh, when you step back because it's uh, it's great for the region. I've also noticed on the bowls link as well, that's a really good uh, platform because you can actually, um, I, I believe you can actually put in the, the scorecard as well. Yeah. So eventually in years, years to come, people will eventually put in the scores and you can actually look at the, the scorecard. Yep. Um, but it's also good yeah, for the Shep News to have a look at that bowls link to see the correct results. So... Uh, even all the managers of independent, like make sure you put it in correctly because uh, I'm guessing the Shep News get it from there as well. Yeah. And, and timely would be good too. Uh, it, <laughs> sometimes they uh, they just lag a little bit, and it always seems to be the one that we've taken pictures of. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, it's certainly I, like I echo everything. Like between Daniel with what he's done with the technology in the past, we use the live streams, even the radio broadcasts and the video broadcasts of grand finals and things like that, and obviously Brian. Um, with all the radio stuff that he's done. How many shows now, Brian? It's been 20 uh, years, hasn't it? 420. Yeah, yep. Like two two great ambassadors for the GV Bowls division and, it, you know, it wouldn't get the airtime that, that it does without people like Daniel and Brian. So we're very grateful to have the publicity and promotion that we do get for, you know, you wouldn't call it a mainstream sport. It's not a footy or a cricket, but the people who are in that community and we're all part of it are very passionate about it and we want to see it and we want to talk about it and we love talking about it and we've got two great people to do it for us. And I think you can't Thanks underestimate... Thanks very much, Ash, for no, that. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate I, it. I don't yeah. think you can underestimate the, the effect that that flows onto in... Bowlers actually wanting to come to the region because they know uh, if they do do well, they're going to uh, certainly be able to tell their mates about it through the uh, through the paper. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, um, through whether it's a newspaper or podcast and things, like that, there's so many platforms now that we can bring it to people, and everyone's doing a great job of doing that. And as an ex co-host of the GV Bowl Show on One FM, uh, Daniel, um, I miss um, his his participation and his ideas, and um, the same with Ash. Uh, this year I've only been allocated, I don't mind saying it, 20 minutes, which I don't feel's long enough to That's really not. get into it. You don't have to be Einstein to figure that out. Even, <laughs> even though the Murray the Murray Bowl show only goes for 20 minutes, but uh, I just feel you need a bit more time if you want to... Um, You're just revving up after 20, aren't you, Brian? You're a stayer. 
takes you 20 minutes to read the results out, bro. <laughs> I, I went in there one day and the guests never turned up and I went for 45 minutes without a guest. And it was, wasn't even difficult. So I'll remember that pretty well. Yeah. Now, you and Daniel, you're going down to Warrnambool in January to contest yes. the state championship. Mixed pairs with Stacey Collier. Yep. And you're playing in the men's championship, champion of champion singles. You play John Snell, yep. who's a he's a legend um, of old bowlers like me. And before um, he's exploits, it'll be um, a fantastic first match. He uh, makes the, the arm talk. Apparently, mm. are you looking forward to this? Even though it couldn't be played any further away in the state. Uh, yeah, the is. travel's not really an issue. It's just competing um, in the state championships. Like to make it there's awesome as it is. Um, yeah, I reckon probably one of my highlights of my career wasn't just making the grand final in Division One, my first year as a coach, but was making the uh, final of the state pairs with my father uh, three years ago, um, competing at state champions week. And I get that opportunity again uh, this year in January. Uh, so I've actually been training quite hard in the singles. Um, and as for the mixed pairs with Stacey, I personally believe I've got the best partner in the Golden Valley. Mm. So... Um, it's. I think we we should go pretty deep, uh, Stacey and I in the mixed pairs, and uh, I'm really looking forward to testing out um, my singles yeah, ability against John, Johnny Snell and see where I stand. Uh, but if I can get past Johnny Snell, I think it will really give me a confidence boost to to go into the uh, final eight and semis. Yeah. He, he he mentored Barry Lester, didn't he, John Snell? I think that's why they call Barry Lester Snelly because I think when he was a young bowler, mm. John Snell was one that took him under his wings. I thought so. they called him Smelly. <laughs> Smelly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, everyone that represents the GV at State Champions Week, yeah. you, you know, the we whole... we got a good whole, field this Yeah, ev- the, the whole community gets behind. Yeah. It's, it's really positive that they... Uh, they didn't have to cancel it. Obviously, so many events uh, have been cancelled this year, but to be able to be able to push it back and, and find a spot for it, I, I think is great. You going down, Tyler? I'll get a ride with you going. I reckon you should make the the Shep News should pay for it, give you a car to go down and cover a couple of days. What do you reckon all expenses pay? Uh, look, mate, I'll, I'll float it up the ladder. The, the car wouldn't make it if they paid for one to get there, I don't reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on that, um, yeah... Just before, I would, I'll would, remember that state pair as well, and you wouldn't believe it, I was actually working in Kangaroo Flat doing some electrical spotting. I remember and, it well. And my, boss, and my boss let me finish early a couple of days to go and watch uh, the boys play, and then um, I didn't see him win the semi-final against Ali Forsyth because I had to go back to Bendigo the next day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even... Um, I wouldn't have got home. What time did PK get home that night? And no, I'm not sure. Back the next day to play in the in the final was. So who was the final against? Uh, the final against Nathan Murray. Yep. Um, from Bandura. Bandura RSL. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Adrian Marchioli, or his last name is. That was a good game as well. Yep. Uh, but so that was an experience as well. Like I've never played in a Victorian state final, and um, like I was tense. So for the first five or six ends, my delivery was out. Because I was, you know, there was a big crowd. I was tense. It was the final. Mm. Um, so these are all learning experiences. It's been really good. Yeah. Was that? What about the Kai Master pairs, mate? That was a good occasion. Yeah, it was good. We That's played. Fun. We played in front of about fifty Kai Abrams supporters. Yeah, didn't got we? flogged in the final, but anyway. No, was but we beat. The, <laughs> was that we, Cartwright and Schilling? We beat no. Cartwright and Schilling in, on their home it green. It was uh, Frank was, Ton and Trevor. Uh, and Terry Gilmore. Terry yeah, Gilmore beat us final. in the final, but that was our final. And, when we beat Cartwright, because I thought they were the best too. Yeah, they were. At the yeah. time, they were real good. Well, I think yeah. they won it the next year, didn't they? They did. Yeah. And that was the last year then it, of that format. Have... Now it's called the, yeah, the yeah. classic pairs, yeah. You, but You had to have won a club championship That's to, a, to yeah, win Yeah, look, that was the best week of bowls we ever had. We just teamed up that together and we won We won more, We won won more. a pretty majority of our – we won the, the Gamby pairs and then uh, – you couldn't play the second year. Or we didn't get entered. That's what happened, yeah. yeah. They didn't even enter us in the pairs. We couldn't defend the title, so we started playing to be his father because <laughs> Peter pulled out, so I lost my good pairs partner. <laughs> now, what is brother Peter doing, Ray Bowles? Oh, just chip, chipping stone, building oh. stone walls, houses. He's a fine bowler, actually, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, Peter's good, but no, he's, he's working Saturdays. Uh, he, he lives in Seymour. It's just a little bit of a... 
a travel, yeah, coming all the way to East Shepparton. Yeah. He enjoyed it last year, but he's got a lot of work on, um, yeah, family commitment. So I think he's having a year off most likely. But he will be back, no doubt. Yeah. Because he loves his bowls. Yep. Righto, moving right along. We better do some... Um, Previewing. How are we going for time, Tyler? Uh, you know I'll give you as much time as you want, Brian. <laughs> we'll just thank the other uh, sponsors first. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fry Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 1556. Yeah, there's no time limit on, on after the Jack, Brian. It's all yours. Very good. Shouldn't have told him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll just quickly go through the midweek uh, pennant round four selections. I think Ashley wanted to know how many how my tipping's going. It's uh, strike rate is sixty two percent. Yep, I've got thirteen, twelve, and twelve. Uh, well, e- even a broken clock is right twice a day, Brian. So we'll, we'll see how you're going. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> so I'll pick thirty seven out of sixty so yeah. far. Sounds worse when you put it like that, mate. Yeah, sixty two percent's a little bit better. Yeah, this week. Division 5, I've gone for Abinal over Colbo, Kai over Maripna Golf, Rushworth over Seymour, Dukey over Katandra West. Division 4, Park Plum over East Blue, Park Rose over Tad Hilltop and Merch over Merrigan, Nagambi over East. East Green, sorry. Division 3, Marupna over Yaroa, Kai over East. Stanhope over Park, Marupna Golf over Shep Golf. Division 2, Avenal over Seymour, Shep Golf over Tad Hilltop Blue, East over Yaroa, and Tad Hilltop Red to defeat Kai Abram. Division 1, I'm going for Tad Hilltop to defeat Park Gold, Marupna Golf to defeat Kai. I think this will be the match in the round at Marupna Golf. Shepherd and Park 10 to, oh, they're playing Rushworth, they'll win that. And Shep Golf uh, playing Seymour, and I'll go for Shep Golf at home. A few interesting ones in Division 1 there because there the, form, the form's been up and down, so it's been quite hard to pick oh, week to week. You're not wrong, Ashley. I mean, Seymour could give Shep Golf a good run for their money, even though it's at Shep Golf. Yep. And they did play on the carpet, I believe, on Tuesday. Would that be right? Yeah, I reckon yeah. they would have, yep. And... Uh, I, I think Shep Park Tan will win their second match. Uh, Rushworth would have to have to play pretty well to beat them at, at on our carpet. Yep, yep. I it think it so doesn't sure. look like the uh, the squads themselves have been fluctuating too much either. So it's just the form itself. <clears throat> yeah, and obviously it's it's a little bit different mix this year because the men can skip. So whether a few sides are adjusting to that as well um, it remains to be seen. But there's certainly some interesting ones in this round four. Yeah, it's, look, it's wide open, isn't it, really? Well, um, it's good to see some different sides up there, to be honest. That's right. Yeah. And with, as you, you said, 14 rounds is not a lot. You can't afford to go Norton 3 or 1 and 3. It's going to be pretty hard to play finals, no matter how good a side you got. Yeah, and especially, um, you know, if you lose a couple of games this year, with, with there's no make-up dates or anything no, like that. No, there isn't, well, so. but that's a good point. Yep. Uh, Division 6, this is Saturday pennant, round 3. Division 6, winners, Park over Marupna Golf, Nagambi over Avenal, Seymour VRI over Rushworth. Division 5, Dukey over Tat Hilltop Blue, Marupna Golf over Kai, Tally over Stanhope, Yarrow over Colbo. Division 4, the winners, Merrigan over Shep Park, Yarrow over East Pink, Tat Hilltop over East Lime, Kai over Murchison, Seymour over Stanhope and Avenal over Shep Golf. Division 3 winners, Tally over Dukey. Shep Golf over Tad Hilltop. Marupna Golf over Marupna and Seymour over Shep Park. Division 2 winners, Shep Golf over Tad Hilltop. Park over Marupna. Rushworth to defeat Kai at home. This will be match of the day, I believe. And... Uh, and then, what's the last game I've got here? That's the four Gamby. games, that's it. And the Gamby. The Gamby plays Shep Park. East Shep. East Shep. East Shep. Uh, East Shep will defeat the Gamby. I think Marupna uh, can get Park in Div 2, Brian, with uh, Ash out and uh, <laughs> Darren Kelly in some good form. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I think they can too. Um, bit of a different mix, yeah. and uh, you know, obviously a rink, Vince Page's rink, um, sort of bit deflated last week after the forty-four nine. So whether they can bounce back, it'll be played on grass, which I think um, is a good thing. We had a good win against East Shepherd in the round one, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. We we didn't uh, pause on that too much uh, in the results, but two big wins, you know, forties to. To not many in the same division um, on the same days, uh, not something you see very often. Uh, two big ones for I think Wayne Gribble and and Ray Selwood. Been uh, been involved in any uh, big wins like that, Brian? I skipped Division Two one day and got beaten um, <laughs> twelve twelve forty three or something at um, Avenal. Yep, and the next week. Uh, Oh, it was my option to go down and have a go. I swapped with Gino Servi. We were in Division 2. And then I played Pat King the following week from um, Murchison. I got Peter Barkos because Mick Bolchin didn't want him in his side, one of our other skippers. So I swapped my third with him and we won 47-10. I was trying to get to 50. <laughs> so in two weeks, yeah, fair turn around. Big couple of weeks. What about you, Daniel? Um, yeah, I've had a fair few floggings, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, big, big wins, like when you hit 40s and you try and keep them into single digits. Um, I don't think I've ever <coughs> kept anyone in single digits in pennant, but I know um, that's definitely come across my mind when, when you hit N21, 22, like let's keep them there, let's make them not score. But, um, yeah, around about that margin, you know, in your, your mid-40s to 12, 13, that's a, that's a real big win. Ash, yourself? Well, I um I copped a hiding in our first final last year. Johnny Atwood, I think, was about twenty seven shots. I think it was about thirty eight to seventeen or something, or or twenty or something like that. But I think it was twenty seven shots. Um, and I remember one day um playing in Division One with the, the the late great Glenn Thatcher, and we were playing RSL when Barry Cosgrove was coaching, but he was out this particular day. So his third, Joe Lucci, had to step up and skip this day. And so it changed the whole rink around. Everyone sort of shuffled up a position. And I remember we won 43 to 8 or something like that. And uh, yeah, old Joe was like, oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> when's Cosie coming back sort of thing. So, yeah, that that's my most memorable on yeah. the win side. I did... In Division One, I played third for Tony Bice. Yep, and He's out of tally now. We yeah. won two out of two, and we went out and Shep Golf had a pretty strong side in Division One, and a darky beat us. Would have been probably the last year he skipped out there in Pennant forty three nine. Yeah, oh, well, he would have done that to a fair few people oh, over the look, years. He was just unbelievable. The whole rink just. They were astounding. Yeah. I, uh, I did find an armchair myself uh, back in the day for Bacchus Marsh. Uh, I'd been dropped to the twos and uh, Dad, being on the selectors, I think gave me uh, a bit of an armchair uh, to skip, armchair rink to skip in the twos just to smooth it over a little bit and uh, we won 45-12. So uh, I was straight back up into the ones, but I did miss it out on an eight that day. I, uh, I punched a short ball up uh, and uh, missed out. Of the the seven count, <laughs> so uh, they still weren't happy. So why are, why are you playing cricket instead of bowls? Oh, I'm uh, you know just while well, the body's still got uh, plenty of life in it, Brian. I'm I running around, it. so plenty of time for bowls. Uh, no, that's good. I'm glad. To, um, I know you've got an interest in it for sure. I didn't realise you'd played pennant. I knew you'd played down there. With one of my little mates. We won't mention his name, but. Oh, one uh, one after the jack, we can talk about my bowling exploits, Brian. But yeah. uh, we'll move on to we'll move uh, on one. The, we'll move on to Division One. We got uh, Shep Parker playing Yaroa at Shep Park, and I think Parker will win this sixteen two. I believe they're a different side altogether on the carpet, and I think uh, Kenny Sutcliffe will beat a rink. If anyone's going to win a rink for Yaroa, will be Kenny Sutcliffe. Yeah, well, um, obviously Tony Kingmar's in good form after last week as well, so he'll be quite dangerous. I just think this was a really good opportunity for Park to play this one on grass and get some confidence. Obviously, last week um, against Tally over there, struggled to adapt a little bit. Um, Dennis Smythe was well up against Brett Gunning and lost seven of the last eight ends, so that was a little bit of a disappointing one to possibly pinch two points. 
two rinks went down fairly well, 20-plus. Um, and I, I just think that the next three weeks, they've got Yaroa this week, East the following week, and then Stanhope um, at home. So if they play those next three on carpet, then they've got golf in round six, and they go out there and play on grass again. There'll be a month between runs on the grass, which I think is really important. If you're going to be a serious contender or even a final side, I think you you, you probably need to be um, you know, having – Enough games on the grass to match those those better sides. That that's just my opinion. But if if you win every game at home, well, they're on seven, the carpet, they're seven, and then the yeah. finals are on the carpet as well. If the finals are yeah. under the roof, yeah, uh, they've definitely got a chance. All they have to do is sneak into the four. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm, I'm just probably uh, sort of looking back to what happened last year when it looked like the grand final was going to be on carpet and it ended up being on grass so I'm probably yeah. a little bit skeptical that that might be the case so that's that's I'm just looking ahead of crystal ball sort of stuff but um, yeah I think I hope that we're we're good enough to beat Euroa after the um, after the result last week and bounce back but um, yeah I think you make a very good point actually it'd be a bit of a gamble but you've got to back yourself right you've lost three players from the green final side mm. But you got they got Deptford Park, and you'd think you'd beat the second bottom side on your on grass at home. Well, if, I'd think if we can't beat the potential bottom that's side right. on yeah. grass, well, right. do, do we deserve do we deserve to be on, in the yeah, four? That's true. Yeah. true. I, I think, I think you uh, make a good point. You've looked at it. You've looked at it in advance, and I think it's a very strong point. Well, I mean, if you were Shep Golf and you penciled that game in for round six, you'd be double rolling your greens every day, get them up to 17, 18, because you know they haven't played on it for a month and they've been just playing on carpet. And Daniel's mentioned that East Carpet's running a little bit slower, so you just catch them out easy, you know, if you haven't played on it for that long. I think if last week uh, was a bit more competitive, it might have been a bit more palatable, mm. but coming mm. off a big loss, yep. I think yes. you just yeah. got to uh, try and bank the 18 points on the carpet, yeah. uh, yep. you know, especially when points might be a bit scarce otherwise this yeah. year. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point too. Shep Park will get their confidence up if they beat Urala, you know, by 20-odd shots on the carpet. They'll get 16-2, I reckon. 18-0 for me. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, yep, actually. Well, I hope we win all four, yeah. Yep. No doubt. Uh, Tatura Hill top host East Shepparton. And, well, Brendan and Boyd lost last week, but the other three skippers uh, did particularly well. I think, um, I don't know, Beattie and Ryanus couldn't win. Their, Daniel Nichols is due for a win, and um, so is Brett Layla's no mug either. It's a skipper. Ash, Ash Layla. Ash, Ash Lawler. Layla. <laughs> I'm thinking of the bloke at the Eureka Stockade, mate. Ash Lawler's a very good bowler. Uh, I think uh, I'm going for Hilltop by 24 shots, 16-2. Yeah, I mean, as you know, as Daniel mentioned, Lawler, Nichols, Reiner, Beatty, those four skips would be as good as any of you know the so-called top sides that we think will be up there right at the business end. Definitely. Um, so obviously that that front end is going to be really crucial. Um, I'm liking my prediction of um, Cartwright for skip of the year with with Johnny Atwood as his third. It's probably not real left field, but I think um, that that rink will be really important, particularly in these really crucial games. So I think um, I'm going to go Hilltop 14-4. I reckon a split. I uh, I think uh, it'll be a very very tight game, and in very very tight games, uh, if you've got someone that can snag a, a double shot. Um, a, a double uh, figure victory. I think that'll swing it. So, I'm uh, I'm tipping Hilltop twelve six with a Cartwright Atwood uh, dozen shot win, getting him over the line. You don't you get a two. Near That's a big call. <laughs> you don't get a twelve six. Twelve six. Daniel's gone eighteen nil. Yeah, so. eighteen nil. Yeah, they yep. ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Righto. Um, moving right along. Shep Golf are playing Stanhope. Of, it's at Stanhope, but uh, I think Walshie's going well over there. They usually snag a rink against Shep Golf, no matter where they are on the ladder. Stanhope will always yeah, you rarely is, see them beating eighteen zip. Yeah, they're definitely underrated. Stanhope sixteen two Shep Golf. Well, who's going to get the rink? Walshie. Walshie. Well, he's got Jamie Stokes playing third for him, and you know yep. she's she's become a really accomplished he's, division. He's also one. got Shane Walsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, 
I think I think Shep Golf of you know this will be a really good test for Stanhope just to see where they're at. Obviously, making the prelim last year was a big achievement, big high for the club, um, and you know they've got got some good bowlers in there. You mentioned last week, Brian Brad Robinson, very underrated bowler. Mm. It's good for those sorts of blokes to really test themselves against Shep Golf. I'm with you. I reckon they'll get one rink. I, I think it might be Robbo, and I reckon sixteen two. Yeah, well, Robbo drew off Glenn Fields, and Fields yep. Yep. only lost a couple of games last year. He was he's very quiet achiever. I, <laughs> I have never seen him bowl, but the guys come. I heard he was a good bowler at Richmond Union, and he hasn't disappointed. And he came from the clouds in round one to beat. Paul Nichols as well, so you know he's got some scalps, and um, you know that's that's a good win by by Robbo. Yeah, Robbo, that's a good effort. The draw level, to draw, with him yeah, sorry, is a is a really fine performance. I th- uh, I think Stanhope can snare rink as well. Um, they they were pretty competitive in the practice match uh, between. Mm. Uh, obviously, they played golf in a practice match at Stanhope, so uh, I, I think they'll snare rink as well. But I think golf will just be too good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Stanhope's at Shep Golf's um, ability yet, but I definitely want to mention that. Um, Stanhope have gone under everyone's radar over the last two years, mm. and they're still going under people's radars. Like when they when they beat us in round one, I think I finally woke up. Like the elimination final, I was like a little bit pissed about it. But then when we lost to them again in round one, and we realised that Walshy and all their front end are actually consistent bowlers, mm. and they just fly on the radar. And Brad Robinson's improved a hell of a lot over the last few years as well. Um, he's got his mentor and John Patterson leading for him, mm. and and Brad's going to be someone in the next year or even this year. He's just going to boost up and be a top twenty bowler in the GV. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll. They might even lose eighteen nil, but I, I reckon Shep Golf will get it sixteen two. And you talk about their front end. Like I look at their front end, someone like Robbie Ponton, who was skipping for them mm. a couple of years ago, and now that they've, they've sort of had some people come in, um, and he's you know playing second, I think now, he can, and and he's a really good draw bullet to have as a second. And you have got the likes of Ben Fletcher, um, you know, and still someone like Pato leading is a reliable leader. Ronnie Luca, so you know they've got a good mix of guys that have really improved out of sight. Robinson, Fletcher, and the like, um, Hayden Crilly, and then they've got the experience around them. So well, you know. Yeah, the best thing about Stanhope Bowls Club is the fact that when they bring in those kids and the 40, 50-year-olds, they've got so many members that have been a part of that club for the last 20 or 30 years and they can just pass on all the information and knowledge and yeah. they're just going to learn so much. Yeah, and, and obviously Timmy Hancock back there as well is doing doing lots of great things at the club. So they're going places Stanhope, I think. And Barry Williams is still playing division. He's moved up from the sixes to the fives. Yep. Because they've got prob- – and he's helping all the young – I think he might Young Ponton the- and all them down there and um, – Yeah. All the – Couple as a two or three young girls showing a lot of promise. Yeah, Georgia Ponton, and it's great that someone like Wiper Williams is happy to to do that for the, for the younger players because you know they need mentors and they need someone who's been there and done it, and um, you know so hopefully he sta- you know he can be around long enough to really start to see him thrive and improve and and go somewhere with their bowls. It's great for the competition. Yeah, no, it's uh, Wopper's done a great job down there. His second year at uh, trying um, to. Encourage younger players at the club and step down. Not every Division One player to do what he's done, but he's doing a fantastic job. And we're in the last game up for discussion. It is be two more left. Kai I reckon, isn't there? Oh, two no. more left. Kai Tally. No, there Kai we go. Tally. Yep. yep. Kai Tally at Kai Abram. What's your thoughts, then, Brian? I think Tally will um, win sixteen. 16-2. Mm-hmm. So who's, who's getting the Kai rink? The Kai rink? I'll go for um, Greg Schilling. Greg Schilling. Yeah, interesting one, this one. Tally obviously got their confidence back last week against Park at home. Playing on Kai might be a slightly different proposition, I think. Mm. Um, the grass probably running a little bit differently. Um, but, you know, Kai, Kai's been there about their first two. They probably should have beaten Park, I think, by rights in the first round. Didn't. Got their first win of the year against Stanhope, which they had to do last week. So, you know, they're sort of building nicely with Dane Gate. I think they'll get one rink. I think it might be uh, Robbie George. I think he's bowling well enough. Um, And I think Tally will continue on their merry way, though. I think uh, this could shape to be match of the round. Mm. Um, It really, you know, we've we've seen two sides of Tally so far. And really, when you've got a Division Two side coming up, that's all we can go on. Um, even though they are 
lots of very good bowlers across the rinks. And as you said, that 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 Kai Green, um, from from what I hear, isn't um, you know it, it was a bit slow and then it was a bit quick. So it, you know, it, I'm not too sure what it's going to be running, but uh, I know Kai Abram will be very very used to it, uh, and they'll be very keen to to get a, uh, at least one rink. And I think they can get two. I think Talia will still get away with the win. But uh, I think Rob George is in uh, some pretty good driving from from what I hear. You know, he's always been a, a bowler that's been able to draw and, and build ahead, obviously, when he's playing singles. But um, from what I hear, he's got his running shots up yep. and going this year, especially in pennant and, um, you know, with the likes of Schilling and, and Gade as well. I think they can get two rinks uh, in a tight tally win. What a great year it is for Division 1. Like when you look at Kai Abram, uh, and stand open, then you're like, oh, they're going to be towards the bottom of the the ladder, and then all of a sudden you start talking about them. You're like, wow, they can play finals. Like, mm. I look at Kyabra and like, you got, um, I compare him to East Shepherd a little bit. Like, you've got uh, Greg Schilling and Glenn Fields, and that's like Rayner and uh, Beatty, and you got myself and Ash Law, and you got Dane Gade and Rob George. Like, yeah. it just it evens it all out. And then you look at their experience um, and their front end, and. Uh, I, I reckon Kyabram at home will definitely give Tally a shake. Yeah. Uh, I reckon Tally's uh, will, will get the win. But, yeah, you definitely can't write off anyone this year. Um, anyone can sort of uh, – let's just say, for example, Yarrawa and, and Tat. Like, everyone thought just Tat 18-0, 40, 50 shots, easy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if Yarrawa bowl really good and Tat don't perform, like everyone's off their game, then it's game on. Yeah. And it'll be the same with this Tally and Kai game. If Kai are up and about – and, and things are going well, and well, I'm not going to say Tally are drunk, but if they play the way they did in the first round, mm. then yeah, it's game on. Well, I think that's the main thing that sort of Tally last year obviously could just turn up and expect to beat, or they did beat everyone in the Division 2 competition, yeah. but the way the standards increased this year, and I think round one might have been the, the shock that they needed, you, you know, it's it's much more serious now, and there are sides that you only have to be that smidgen off that can, that can beat you on their day, not that... You know, Tad Hilltop played really well, um, so you know anyone on their day can beat anyone. And, and yeah, and Brian in the in the past, well, the past ten years, you would say, whenever you try and predict your skip of the year, it's always Robbo, Rhino, Ori, Denzel. Dawes. You know now it's Dawsey, and, yeah. and now I look at it, and I love my stats, and I love predicting as well. But I look at this year, and I'm like, I cannot even pick an outright skipper of the year. Well, Ashley's picked his, it and could the, be anyone. to conclude the program... I know what you mean. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley you want to go over yours again? Just reiterate what you said. Yeah, so Cartwright was my favourite. Yes. And then I had Oars, uh, Oars sorry, Dawes and an Oar. Yep. Um, then I had Greg Schilling and Jeff Beatty. Righto. On, um, on my top five... Uh, I've got Mark Ryan. He missed the first game. Yep. But I believe he's a he's a champion skipper. Yep. Uh, and he's got he's got the side whoever he has playing. He's got my old little mate there, Stilly, another co-compare at a radio show. Mm-hmm. Yep. A fine bowler, probably a bit underrated. Stilly, he's missed a few years though. Eh? Uh, Mark Ryan first. David Dawes second. Glenn Cartwright. Glenn Cartwright. David Cartwright. Denzel. Third, I've got uh, Matt Robertson fourth from Tally, and I said last week this bloke's a, he's got a champion third playing for him, but he's he's a good bowler himself, and that's Gary Russell yep. from Tatura Hilltop. Yeah, most improved fifth. player. Gary's Gary's uh, improved a lot. Yeah, um, I still I still look at that five and think you could quite comfortably miss four of them yeah. easily. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. you said, Daniel, it's it's such an open. Um, such an open season, you know, um, premiership-wise, but individually as well, I, I think. So, uh, I, as a host, I will reserve my right to uh, get another week of information and uh, give you my five next week. And, incidentally, uh, Gary Russell missed a game against Shep Golf last year, um, two years ago, when um, they'd played, they'd won eight in a row. I think it might have been the last match. Couldn't make the finals. And this year... With uh, he's with Lee Farrell's his third. They've taken their record to ten out of ten. There's certainly uh, an imposing couple of imposing well, combinations well, there well, at, uh, Lee, at the Bulldogs. Lee said he did call him Winks. He'll <laughs> be very right. happy if he can get to uh, twenty five. I'll tell you that much. How's this, Brian? So 
I've obviously been lucky enough to earn promotion this week. I was after two rounds second on the skips ladder in Division Two, and I've gone into the rink that's bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, last year you're in the top four. You're about third or fifth. Yeah, fifth. I think you got higher than that, and you went in. Um, you went into Division One and, and missed a couple. Yeah, yeah, and, and then it didn't give you a chance when you come back. Ryan are just surged ahead, you know. He yeah, just, yeah. Well, I don't think I would ever have caught Ryan. I don't think he lost all year, but um, yeah, no, we'll look forward to it this weekend. Certainly an exciting season. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you, Brian, Daniel, and Ash, and all our listeners. And we'll uh, we'll speak to you again next week on After the Jack. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 1556. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.